When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of Seeking Profit. My name is Emil, that guy over there is Andrew, and we are very glad you guys joined us for another episode. Andrew, I saw something over the weekend on Twitter that I wanted to ask you about. I think Jackie Chow posted it. What up, Jackie? Shout out, Jackie. He he went on vacation, I think he was in like Vietnam or something, and he was like, mm. didn't have any internet reception. He's like, I couldn't work for three days and I hated it. And I thought it was funny because a lot of people, you know, usually they unplug and they're like, oh, it's so nice. I feel so much better. And I kind of understood. I was like, man, when I completely disconnect, you know, my anxiety just runs like rampant. I just think about all the things I'm coming back to first. Like, you know, if I can just check in for 30 minutes a day, I feel so much better. I'm curious, like, how do you feel when you go on vacation and stuff? You know, uh, I love the airplane ride even without internet, you know, but I'll have my computer, I'll be like writing notes. It's like all of a sudden I'm like figuring everything out because I'm stuck in a small space without internet. Uh, but then once we land, like I need to know what happened in those like <laughs> brief moments. I was disconnected, like the world changed. Is everything still there? Uh, I'd probably rather disembark the plane naked than without internet. <laughs> Dude, I think we have a sick disease at this point. Shut the speed down! I need to know what happened in email or like I sent somebody something and I feel like it's urgent and it's clearly like not that urgent. It could wait a couple of days, but do we have a problem? I think a lot of people have this problem. Oh yeah. Like, dude, if I didn't get spam mail, I'm like, is my email still on? <laughs> Am I receiving things? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes if I don't get an email for like 12 hours, I'm like, is my internet working? Is my spam fault? Is everyone going in spam? Like, dude, it's not good. Anyway, today, we're talking about uh, something I think a lot of people kind of grapple with. I, I hear both sides of the argument. We're going to just share our opinions and what we've done. And it's focusing on one site versus multiple. Basically, do you have a portfolio approach or should you really just put all your eggs in one basket and focus on growing that? You started Listen Money Matters. You know, you, We know you have a couple sites, but like, how long did you work on Listen Money Matters exclusively before you started? I think, I think Gift Lab was the next one, right? Yeah, it was, uh, we were supposed to have it monetized in two years. Uh, it definitely took at least three years before it was decently monetized. I think GiftLab started four or five, actually probably closer to five years in. Uh, I was home, I had quit my job, and I was like doing Listen Money Matters, and then me being around, I was able to help cross-pollinate Laura's idea of GiftLab. It was it would have been impossible to do when I had my day job because I feel like I had barely time for Listen Money Matters. And so, like, what was you know, give us some stats. What was Listen Money Matters doing before you guys decided to focus on another site? Yeah. So uh, when I quit my job, it was doing about two hundred fifty ish a year, um, but it was trending up strongly, huh? In revenue. In revenue. 
Um, you know, it's, it's funny. Like we, I always think revenue, but like as Twitter, you know, rightfully points out, uh, that's not, you know, the, the thing is with a content site, um, and I'm a generally frugal guy, uh, that's, there's just, it's all margin. Right. It's right. like, how much are you going to pay your writers? You're going right. to overpay your writers. You're making 20 a month. Like, how, I mean, there's not much you could put it into. Right. Um, so, yeah, we we're doing 20 a month. And if I was to guess, I don't remember exactly, but I think we're probably at like 200 ish thousand page views a month. Um, okay. And probably about uh, maybe 300,000, 250 on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, like, only 200. 200- only 200,000 page views, probably harder to bring in 20K a month. But because you guys have the podcast, like you're doing sponsorships and all these other things that are bringing in that, that 20K. Sponsorships are always minimal. And we actually never ran display ads to my, you know, disappointment in myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially on those like articles about fun things to do on a Friday night and perfect for display ads. Oh my article. God. <laughs> How long were you working on your first site? before you let it marinate? Yeah, so my history, I started a site in May of 2021, first site, brand new domain. Um, you know, I'd been following, like, I think I took John, I forget his last name's hard to pronounce, John D. Fat Stacks blog, and seeing some people on Twitter just talking about, like, content sites and display ads. You know, I always thought just AdSense and you earn nothing on those. And people are talking about these premium ad networks where you're getting 30, 40, 50, dollar RPMs. And I'm like, okay, so there's actually like, it's improved since I kind of last checked in on display ads. So, um, started my site, it was May, 2021. I think I worked on it for like four or five months and you know, I spent like 5k, I kind of gave myself a 5k budget arbitrarily. I was like, all right, this is, you know, I don't know. I just felt like that was a good round number to start (laughs) things with. And I was like, all right, we'll pay for content. We'll buy some links and just sit on it and see what it does. Like what can 40, 50 articles on a site do? During that time, I had a buddy who owned this other site. He had started it like five years ago and it was doing like another, it's a sports site, seasonal. And during season, it does like 40, 50, sometimes even 60,000 page views and it literally hadn't been touched in like four or five years. And my buddy was just selling courses on it, right? Like making 150 bucks a month. And I just like, yeah, yeah, I was like doing nothing. And I just knew I'm like, man, this site with 14 articles is doing 40, 50, <laughs> 60,000 page views. Like, I feel like this is an um, amazing niche to get into. And so we had some back and forth. My buddy wanted like 40 grand for the site or something. And I was like, dude, it makes 150 a month. Like, that's a cr- crazy multiple. I don't, I don't know the math, but like <laughs> some ridiculous multiple on it. And we just came up like with a, a different split. So I didn't pay him anything for it. I got 80% of it and he kept 20% of like future cash flow and, and the exit. Wow. Your buddy's like a negotiation Casanova or something. You just gave away 80% <laughs> for nothing. 40,000. Well, no. Okay. How about free? I, well, I think, I think it's like he, him and I work together. He knows like my ability to do SEO and he had a site that's just sitting there doing nothing. Like it's paying him 150 bucks a month. You know what I mean? Like maybe someone else would come and buy it for tops, 10, 15 K like tops. Oh right? yeah. I think he'd gotten a couple offers for like that amount, which is like not that interesting. 
you know, for most, you know, he has got a business doing well. It's like not that interesting for him. Um, so he's like, dude, always wanted to work together. Him and I've been friends for a long time. He's like, all right, why don't we just, I'll keep 20. He, I mean, he doesn't do much. He gets 20%. This thing has grown to like, now it makes, you know, five to seven K in the off season. We'll see how well it does during the season this year. I think it'll do like dude, 10, that's 12 awesome. K at least. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's working out for him, right? He just gets cash flow for doing nothing. So not a bad move on his part. And working with you is just like giving opinions. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just like, um, like us working together is just fun. Like we've been friends for a long time. You know, he came to my wedding. I went to his wedding. Actually, I don't know if he came to my wedding, but I went to his wedding and you know, you know, there's people just like, you're like, I just want to work with some of my friends and like, yeah, do some type yeah. of business thing. So like, yeah, we just get to like chat every week. He know, so he started this blog. He knows it really well. He knows the space, and so like he gives really good ideas because I don't really play the. I played the sport a little bit back in the day, but I don't anymore. So he just gives like good ideas and like advises on some fun stuff that I can run with to grow the thing. And the sport being water polo, right? Yeah, yeah, water polo. Very, very, very popular sport. Very easy to make five seven k in the <laughs> off season on water polo. Uh, so, <laughs> So that was site two. And I worked on, I worked on that, like, you know, 80, 90% of my time, my, you know, side hustle time on this site. And then four months ago, you know, now that this site is like made like 60 K in revenue last year, you know, we spent a lot on content, probably like 35 K total for like content and links last year. I'm like, man, let's, let's reinvest some of this into a new site. So like three, four months ago, I started a new site and have already spent that like five K. Whatever happened to this first site? Oh yeah. The first, so the first site now, that thing is like, I have a VA in place. I basically like, we launch like four or five new articles a month. It takes me like two hours total of my time to, to do a little keyword research and create briefs. And then I have a VA who, once the draft is created by the writer goes and uploads it to WordPress, I just do a quick final review and publish it. So like, and that site makes probably 900 to a thousand bucks a month right now. It takes two hours of my time. It's growing slowly. I'm just kind of having it in the background. It's like, you know, just a nice little slow grower. It doesn't take up too much of my time and just, you know, brings in a thousand bucks a month. That's cool with me. So it was an interesting one to start with, but it yeah. didn't have traction. So that was more interesting about the second one. Yes. And the third one you're starting and it sounds like is your strategic one. Like now you started some sites, you're like, ah, I want to do this. Yeah. It's like, I've taken my learnings from one and two to number three. And I'll, I'll tell you what the latest site is. It's a parenting site. I won't reveal the URL just yet. I mean, it's not getting any traffic yet. I think we had a record week last week, 60,000, 60, 60,000, 60 page views yeah. on the up and up. Uh, but yeah, that's a new site. It's a parenting site. You know, wife and I have two kids this is like, for me, if you go back and you watch our episode on like seven things we look for in a niche site, it checks all the boxes. Like so lucrative. Oh my God. The, the mommy bloggers, what they make perhaps rivaled by only a few niches like grilling and stuff. Now, <laughs> if you were grilling babies, that would blow up. Say what? <laughs> <laughs> the market for gr grilling with your baby, not like actually grilling babies, you sicko. Oh. Cool, 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 no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Right, right. Yeah, it was just a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we, we know how much fun you had with your kids this weekend. 
Um, <laughs> so people spend a lot of money. Uh, it's funny. People, I've seen people like talk about mommy blogs and stuff on Twitter. They're like, no way I'd touch that with a 10 foot pole. Like, and I get it. Cause mommy blogs, they like, they're really passionate groups of people. Right. I'm taking the other stance. I'm like, I'm willing to bet most mommy bloggers like are just creating content because they think it's interesting. I'm like taking an SEO driven approach to it. We'll see. Like, can I beat mommy bloggers at SEO? Plus my wife is a a registered nurse. She works in labor and delivery. So I've got like, you know, she can feed me ideas and stuff. I'm hoping one day it grows and like she can stop being a nurse and like work on the site and grow it. I think it has some cool potential for the future, but anyway, side serious author schema potential right there. Yeah. That's reviewed by written by. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's some, some actual eat right there, baby. Google come after me. What up? (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's the backstory. So you can kind of see like, I guess what's the takeaway there. You and I have kind of like, you've taken a little bit more of a methodical approach where you, you grow something pretty big before you've moved on to the next thing, right? Versus like, I'm going to do five and see which one's kind of hit. Like I've, I've kind of taken more of the approach of like, I'm going to do a couple and see which ones do well and focus on those. I think uh, when I was doing, you know, the next site and then we had a lot of smaller sites that we kind of like jettisoned. Um, I had this thought that we were like diversifying by having more sites, having now done this for a while, I've learned that that's not diverse. If you're like reliant on Google, your business is essentially like Google arbitrage, Tra- free traffic in one side, hopefully, you know, a dollar of you, dollar, a thousand views, whatever on the other side. Like, I don't know if you're diversifying that way. That, that's why we did Lasso, because, uh, you know, the podcast had 26 million downloads. Um, cool. I didn't even get a medal for that or anything. And, you know, like all those people, they kind of went through the door on one side, left on the other, and like so long. Um, You're talking about listening to my matters. guys. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, at least with Lasso, like, we get someone to come in and try us. The team spins up. We help them. And now the name of the game is like, we just can't lose that person. So we pour yeah. our love in. And so if like Google stopped giving us people, we just have to make our customers not hate us. Uh, we still have a business. Yeah. I hear you. You're right. It's like if your business is relying on Google, multiple sites, I think you are shielded in a way though, right? Like I've seen it a bunch. Every Google rollout doesn't roll out the same across industries and sites. Some some sites may go up, some other sites may go down. I mean... I'm completely, I've said it, I'm completely relying on Google for all of my traffic. Like I'm not really into diversifying yet. I mean, I don't know. We can talk about this on a different episode. I'm kind of just like, I think a lot of people are kind of spreading themselves thin by saying, all right, let me go figure out social and email and all this stuff. And really at the end of the day, they're just going to be mediocre at like four channels versus like, Man, I know Google, my knowledge compounds. Yes, I take hits and licks along the way, but at least that it compounds and I'm just going to like keep focusing on that and rolling with the punches and, you know, anyway. You know, let me clarify a bit better because I don't think like Google or Google traffic is going away or like good things will stop being rewarded. But I think 
what probably happens more often is the tactics that work with one or your approach winds up being replicated. And so it's not like you have three sites, three completely different forms of attack. And the way you're doing it, it's almost like it's like a split personality disorder. Like, And so when one of your sites starts failing, because you're the one driving the strategy across all of them, they all kind of have the same weakness, you know? Yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Someone usually finds like... <clears throat> You find keyword styles and clusters that work and you go and map that other places. You're right. But I, I have sites that like, I kind of do focus on different strategies for like the best site. I'm mainly focused on, I do both. I do affiliate content and like guides. The, the one I told you, the first site I started that's doing like a thousand a month. Now I'm kind of really just going towards affiliate because the RPMs aren't that high on info content. Like it's just, it's just mm. not. And YouTube dominates a lot of those, a lot of the like how to's and things like that. So, you know, you're, you're right. It probably, a lot of people do kind of follow that strategy, but I don't think that's necessarily the case, especially if you like try different sites in different areas, you'll see things that work and you, you lean into those and I don't know. You know, I think YouTube could be considered, you know, we're talking about like sites, but yeah. maybe the you know it's channels where your domain is a channel and you know your YouTube channel is a channel. Yeah, uh, we don't really know what we're doing. And in the first month, it was like twenty something thousand impressions. So like that's something, you know. Maybe so then if you kind of stack them on top of each other, you take your your parenting niche or your uh, water polo niche, the one with the horses, <laughs> and you do videos yes. with that. Yes, <laughs> you know, water polo. That's right. Perhaps that's right. Horse- Horses swimming in in <laughs> pools. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was worried. The off season, like I guess it's at the Y. I don't <laughs> even know how they clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, having three, yeah. do you feel like you're spread thin? Do you feel like any of your sites are getting the love that they need? Yeah. So this is uh, this is the most important question of like, I think this episode. So right now I focus 80% of my time on the main moneymaker. The other sites, they just get what's left out. Like they become less of priority. And I just, you know, it's Pareto principle, 80, 20, 80% is going to the winner. 20% is going on like new projects or small projects is kind of how I, I focus on it now. But I, I think there is something to be said, and I'm sure you see this with Lasso customers, dude, like the people who work on one site and build, like take more of the brand approach and are like really trying to build this thing out to not just be reliant on Google. I think if that's your strategy, one site is the way to go. And you probably see it. Like some of the biggest sites, the owners, are they focusing on one site? Or are they focusing on multiple? Like, what do you see? There are three distinct camps. There's like the PE private equity guys. Yeah. There are very few of them. Uh, everyone probably knows a lot of them. And they do like 40, 50. One of our customers is 150 plus sites, rare birds. Um, that's like almost its own story. Then you have the people, like you said, that go really deep and they almost make it a brand, uh, like Retro Dojo. 
Um, mm. I'm super fan. I don't even I don't even think I've been to his domain more than the one time. Just the approach, the way he thinks about it. I really like that. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a lot of people just kind of like go wide. We don't have the, the so when you exclude the PE people yeah. that that have funding. Um, none of the people with many sites have large sites. It's like, mm-hmm. I would, I would actually say like there may be one, you know, it's so not, not that they're not big. They get 20, 30, maybe 50,000 page views, but the people with huge sites, they have like one or two massive ones. Then another one that they may be acquired and are building up, but they clearly have ridiculous resources from the at least one successful one. Um, and I think it's just to be able to like think about one thing for so long, you wind up, it's, it's, I think they call it like the idea maze. And you've just kind of like worked your way through the maze. You know where you're going. You're just operating on a level that no one else is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think like I catch myself too. And now because I've really said like this is, the, this is my main site. This is the one I want to focus on the most. The other ones, like, they don't get really good ideas. The main site is, like, when I'm showering, the shower thoughts come to that one. And it's, like, the one I'm, like, really pr- trying to put most of my resources in. I guess the reason I branch out into other sites is because, like, I'm just, you know, going back to that point of I lean in so heavily on Google and SEO is the game I'm playing. I'm not really trying to build brands that I'm hedging my bets a little bit. And I'm saying like, okay, what are some other long-term sites that I could work on for three to five years in case this one just, you know, gets smashed 50% plus in a Google update. Um, but I, I honestly think the best thing to do is like focus on one, like, you know, you're a good example too, right? Like you focus on listen, money matters. You built, you guys built a brand around it. You built a podcast, like it was attached to your name it had the site like you really that's all you focus on i think that's what allowed you to grow it as big as you did um i think there's somebody you said about that i think in a certain like personal finance obviously competitive um take you know retro dojo i don't know but you know if it's like as competitive or to the depths of whatever but i think at a certain size it just is competitive and he winds up or maybe he was competing in like some smaller space, but at, at his size, he's now competing with like real publishing entities. Right. And they're probably also looking at him. And if he was putting like 60% of his time to that, you know, granted the publishing entities are slow, they're just going to eat him. Like he almost, it almost, he has to put his time in um, to, to win, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's an, now that you've put all this time in, if it dies, like that's even an even bigger loss. Right. He's he's a great example. I mean, his site's amazing. Like he's taking a true like this is the brand approach, and like I think he's doing an awesome job. Good uh, good example there. Um. So yeah, let's let's kind of wrap this one up with like if we were starting all over, or not even all over. Like what do you what are you doing now? Like what do you focus on? Like how are you going forward now that you know what you know? I think uh, I would do one. And what I would do differently is I would try and imagine at least a direction that a product or service could go in as like a sidecar. And I think 
if you were to split your focus, it's like the marketing growth end of the business, and then it's like the product end. And the product could be a course, it could be your services personally, what you know, a book. I think it's Brandon from Retro Dojo. He's making mm-hmm. is it Brandon? Yeah, yeah. Salsa Lamaki. He's making this like beautiful like illustrated book, you know, to sell. And so it's like not SaaS, not an agency, but still something. You know, I'm sure he'll, he'll do well with that. I I think if you can have that kind of like dual engine approach, I feel like that's the winner. I would I would do that, and I would probably, if I was to do this again, completely avoid anything remotely cro- close to the SEO space. I'd go to like. I'd compete with Epic Gardening. I think that is more the speed that I want to be working in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I agree. If you're trying to like build a brand, I would not be working on multiple brands at the same time. Uh, speaking my own book again, because I'm just like, man, I know SEO. I don't really want to like figure out how to be really good at email and newsletters and social and all this stuff. And you know, I've I've done demand generation inside of companies and I see what happened. Like, you know, I've been spread across so many channels and I see what happens. Like you just kind of get, it's hard to be really good at all of them unless you hire and like you make someone the domain of that thing, like the owner of that thing. So just like the kind of business I want where it's like me and some contractors and I just focus heavily on SEO. I think having one site, here's what I would do. I would focus on one site till I get that thing to 10 K plus a month then I would start diversifying out. I think like you need time to get like one site really kicking and then diversify out. I would absolutely agree. I'd also say that um, we have no employees, myself included, although actually I'm technically an employee of List of Money Matters. Uh, so contractors, they could start part-time and those people, you could bring on an email person and just have them, they write the autoresponder, automate it, whatever you look, read, give your opinion. You don't need to be an expert at it. Right. Um, I've been doing it for a decade, not an expert at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone. Again, let us know. I'm very curious what other people are doing. Are you using, are you doing one site trying to grow that? Do you have multiple sites? What's your strategy? Let us know in the comments. Uh, thank you, you as with a, us. Yeah. Like, are we wrong? Tell us we're wrong. Like, give us your examples. You know, don't tell, you don't have to tell I us the site, but that. yeah, tell us, tell us like, tell us we're stupid and, and why I want to know if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you like subscribe. So you get notifications on future ones. Uh, follow me at Emil Shore on Twitter and for Andrew at Andy Phoebe. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Later, Andrew. Later, man. We're seeking profit. We're seeking profit. We're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking profit. We're seeking, seeking, we're seeking, seeking, we're seeking profit.